What you need to build a custom car is a hammer <laughs> and a tree stump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Action and a vision. Yeah. 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 Angle grinder. <laughs> yeah. Like if you can't afford to pay somebody to build your custom car, like you're going to have to learn how to do it. You're mm-hmm. going to have to spend the time to do it. You're going to have to acquire whatever tools you can. Like if you're building the car, like you can probably build the tool also. You can <laughs> like save, so awesome. you know, you can build the tool to build the tool to build the car. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it, 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 it's, it's true, man. Yeah. Like, Welcome back to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Oh, sorry. I was just drinking coffee. <laughs> my name is Carl. <laughs> Tim. Uh, Dante. Oh, he's picked another name today. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm Rob. Okay. <laughs> that's, your, that's your bit. That's yeah, it's a thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I get put on the spot. I never pre-think. And I'm like, I'm like I almost stuttered there for a second. No, Dante's a good name. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> No. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but a- uh, we are a custom car building shop. We build custom cars. Uh, the name of the shop, Trick Factory Customs, is the first time watching. And uh, yeah, we just love talking about cars. And on this episode, we have another special guest. If you're watching, if you're watching or if you're listening, um, uh, Carl, introduce yourself. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Carl Fisher. I've got uh, Japan's Customs is my shop. And uh, and make it custom is my YouTube channel. So Japan's customs kind of like transitioned into somewhat of a YouTube channel, semi naturally, and uh, and that's just that's just what I do now. I just build custom cars and and try and show as many kind of tips and tricks, techniques, and and uh, follow along the way. So. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome because I actually before I met you, I think probably like almost two years ago when I was trying to build i never knew anyone that could teach me how to build anything like in person and so i saw one of your videos i forgot which one it was a while back oh, i no think way. yeah and i was like oh shoot this is sick and i have, i have always loved the way you explain things it's so easy like almost anyone could follow along i just think that's pretty cool oh mm-hmm. thanks, so. thanks yeah that's like kind of kind of something I, I didn't really know i had a knack for explaining things but a lot of people tell me that it's just it it's a little bit simple you know yeah. like it you can kind of get it, so it's good. Yes. And yeah, you do really well at it, man. You're you have a very inspirational channel. It's it's pretty cool, even for like professional. Like I I watch your channel. Thanks, Rob. For real, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Pump, pump Carl's tires up. Yeah. 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 Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we've been. Probably, I don't even know how long, we've probably known of each other, like 15 years. Oh, yeah. Like way back from the early days. He got started, I think, in the chopper game, same as we did. Yeah. And then it progressed. He went one way. So now, like, now we're jealous of what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, we joke it. about it all the time. Yeah. We were talking about before we came on here. It's like, man, this job would be the best if we didn't have customers. It is the yeah. dream. So he found the cheat code. <laughs> And he's living his best life, yeah. and we're over here like, man, <laughs> fuck this guy. <laughs> just press and hold the Z button, and yeah. left and right all the time yeah. on the joystick. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, but on this episode, we are going to be diving into everything you need to build a custom car. I think that's going to be the title. Okay. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, But before we get started, we always like to say, oh, how our weeks have been. Mm. Uh, so... We're just going to start from Rob, and we're going to see how, how has the week been, Rob? Week's been great. It's uh, been a very productive week. We've opened up some space on the floor. We got some cars out and had a really cool day yesterday with the whole crew. We got everybody yes. together and made some pro- progress on Project Yuraho. You're going to want to <laughs> check that that uh, that channel link out. Yeah. And uh, if you see, don't know what we it got is, going on there, we're body swapping or chassis swapping a Lamborghini Urus with a Chevy Tahoe. Um, yeah, and we put twin turbos on it, wide body, 40 inch tires. It's going to be glorious. And so if you want to check it out, link in, link in the description to our YouTube channel, Trick Factory Customs. And yeah, so that was a lot of fun doing yeah, it yesterday. I mean, there's always so much going on in the shop all the time. I mean, you look around, if you look in the background, you could probably see uh, a handful of cars just right there. And it's like that all the time. So yeah, it's that's madness. So, that's so cool though. Like, <laughs> like. You guys just decided to Diablo Blade an entire car. I know. Day, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? man. Oh man there, it, it's so satisfying to yeah. not, you know, have to care so much about, yeah. like, you know, being know. so meticulous about it all. It's it's very, very therapeutic. Yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. And shout out to Diablo Blades. Best <laughs> blade I've ever used. Yeah. 
not sponsored. Not, not sponsored, but I mean, we've been using them for I don't even know how long. And I stumbled across that auto dismantler one, and it's like butter. Mm-hmm. It's butter. crazy. I want to yeah. cut more shit. <laughs> yeah. Usually I dread it. Like, but yesterday, is like, man, we got some momentum with that thing. Yeah, yeah. for real. It was awesome. Send yeah. us the case of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tim, same thing. I was working on G-Wagons all week. Mm. And then we jumped on that project and nobody died. So I mean, that's was, good. <laughs> there was opportunity for. Yes, people. I was terrified. Yeah. Especially when the burnout started. You, you guys will watch the video. By the time this podcast comes live, the video will be out. But there was a part where Brett was doing a, a like a burnout with the with the Tahoe that we cut the body off. And there was like a piece of glass, like a windshield that had broken underneath it. And it slid off of it, and I thought it was just gonna go shooting into oh. someone. But and that was the oh. tame part. Yeah, yeah. The best part was the ratchet strap that we used as a seat belt. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the milk. Brett's crate. a Brett's a really brave man. I know. I give him props for that. <laughs> oh Bravery nowadays versus like a thousand <laughs> years ago. It's yeah. like, Use the ratchet bra- strap as a seatbelt. Yeah, how far we've come. Braver, <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Uh, I don't know. And then what about uh, you, Carl? What's been going on? Oh man, it's actually been a really good week. I uh, I've got one project out in the shop. That's um, it's a COE cab over fire truck that we've swapped onto um, like a fifteen thousand pound tow truck chassis. Oh shoot! And uh, mid engine LS with four L eighty. And um, so I like cool. finally got the steering all hooked up and uh, the hydroboost brakes and everything. Got to drive it out of the shop. So it was. Uh, it was a momentous, momentous day. Day. That's yeah. such a huge yeah. moment. Yeah, like like there's like a hole where the shifter used to be, yeah. and so like I've got the throttle cable like just like it's oh just actually the cable's just like hooked to the <laughs> throttle body, dude. And I'm like, we got brakes, we got steering, like we're driving. Yeah, you we're know? driving. And, like, Two out of three things is always good. That's like sick, coolant's dude. not hooked up, nothing. We're like keep taking on the road. <laughs> like, yeah, just, ah. dude, that's so cool, man. Any dude. burnouts? Yeah. Uh, I, obviously. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, I, and obviously, you captured all this. Is gonna, you have, you made a video of it. It's coming. It's oh, it's coming. Sick. A lot of you're gonna when, have when to check it, out, make it custom on YouTube for that. I'm sure. Do that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how long until like this? This airs? Uh, a couple couple weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll be out there. Sick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I look forward yeah. to watching that. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. Yeah, it'll be sweet. Yeah. yeah. yeah we get all sick. of our footage. Like, we'll, you'll 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 see any driving footage on the channel where it's like we're driving, and like ripping down the road. You like wonder like how is he getting that shot. You know, like he doesn't have a drone. There's no drone shots. How is he getting that shot? There's always one of us on a mini bike. Oh, oh yeah. We're just like running like Z50s, like holding on to like, dude. You know, we're like ripping up the side, like doing the pan. That is a, oh, mini bike. Okay. You know, and like it works. It That's works. pretty yeah, cool. Dude. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. You just like got the gimbal. That. Yeah. I know. Evolution. Yeah. It's like. Film that's a pretty good idea because when i shoot because i do car reviews on my personal like youtube channel yeah uh, the golden drive like and subscribe but <laughs> <that's> <laughs> okay. plug. but uh whenever i do any, any car review i always just we just hire like not hire but a friend of mine has like a, a, a an suv we just opened the trunk someone just hangs out of it yeah, yeah, almost yeah touching yeah. the floor so sketchy do not recommend to anyone to do but <laughs> Thankfully, no one has fallen out of the truck yet, so that's good. But mini bike sounds way safer it, and fun. <laughs> and it's fun. also fun. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, ratchet awesome. straps. That's what you need in your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. We haven't done that. That's probably a good idea. So, <laughs> which I just put. Usually, you just put like your two feet, like wrap around a seat, and you're good. But ratchet strap sounds like a very safe idea. So I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, and I, uh, this past week, I drove a Ferrari F12. Mm. Ooh. Glorious. It was a bit roachy uh, because. Oh, oh yeah. careful. It, I know. People actually <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> it was a bit roachy. It wasn't the best version of an F12, I would say. Um, and it was cut up and it was made a wide body. So wide body Ferrari F12 with like uh, frequency intelligence exhaust. It sounded glorious, but it was just there was it was just kind of roachy. <laughs> so uh, that was a lot of fun, and it I just love the V12 Ferraris. Oh yeah, oh, probably so one of the nice or best sounding V12s that yes. ever exists. I mean, Ferrari's been killing it in that department forever. Yeah. yeah, and so it's going away though. So yes, we only have a little bit of time, but that was still very a lot of fun but that's pretty much it i think that's what i was up to <laughs> so that should be a fun video to make uh but uh yeah 
and then also helped with the Euro project. So that was a lot of fun too. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. Yeah, but with that said, we are gonna dive right into this video, or yeah, right into this topic um, of uh, actually before as we're getting started, Carl, just tell us uh, how you even got started in cars. Oh man, I mean, I, I guess uh, I was like this. Um, I don't know. I was I was really young, man. I guess you got to go back like as far as like four years old. Like I was ripping apart remote control cars and mm-hmm. you know kind of like tearing into anything I could. Then it was like mini bikes, gas powered scooters. I was very interested in motor-powered travel because I was a very round young person. I was quite overweight for my first 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I loved like mini bikes, go-karts, like being able to like just rip around. And, and my first car that I got into was like a, a Manx Dune buggy because it was the closest thing to a go-kart that was street legal. Yeah. Uh, so I built, built a Manx Dune buggy. And from there, I just met people and kind of found, found my groove with like kind of cars that I really liked. Mm-hmm. So like 30s, 40s, 50s kind mm-hmm. of thing, and and uh, and just I guess kept going, man. Like that's that's kind of awesome. it. Like like, what, like just young young passion. I guess. Were your parents or any of your parents like into cars, nah, or like, it was just a my solo dad had, hobby? Yeah, my dad had stories of cars like that. He had some cool vans back in the day, like Camaro and stuff. But um, he didn't have any cool cars when we were growing up, um, and we weren't really like around it a whole bunch. Like I actually don't even fully know like who really got us into it yeah you know, me and my brother would always be like oh is that a 57 chevy is that a 57 chevy, <laughs> <laughs> is that a 57 chevy? Oh i literally remember like so every old car, car. Like, <laughs> and then like one time we were right it was like oh fuck everybody's uncle had a 57 chevy right like, yeah everybody's there. yeah like, you can't even it. take the 56 out without somebody telling you that like there must be a hundred million of these things everybody's <laughs> uncle had one are they the most desirable one or like the, the only thing more desirable and more common than the 57 chevy is a 69 camaro yeah oh. candy apple red candy apple red, <laughs> candy, apple red. <laughs> I, yeah. candy apple red. yeah buddy everybody's uncle candy everybody's apple. got a buddy candy oh, is that candy it's <laughs> 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 candy red man yeah don't see any apples here yeah yeah and, and then like how do you get how did the whole youtube thing happen because again i feel like i started seeing i've seen a few of your videos but i started seeing it like about maybe two years ago maybe longer i don't know yeah yeah it's about it's about two years ago that's crazy yeah, two years ago basically like uh, two years ago april so we're two and a half years maybe now um but it started out with just me kind of doing some instagram stuff like i was i was trying to get comfortable behind the camera and and uh, i was like making little videos on instagram and just playing with my phone and never really been like a techie kind of guy with like computers or editing or yeah. anything like that i've never identified as like somebody that's good at that stuff so i was just playing around and um people just started kind of commenting like man you're like you're doing it wrong you should be putting this on youtube and i had always seen and heard like you know the hype like some guys are making it on youtube and it's like yeah yeah one in a million you know? <laughs> and then and i started doing it and it was kind of like catching on so i was like oh wow like you know this is this so how has much potential, you know? Crosses over from your previous experience because that must have had an mm. impact on you because you did the legitimate TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you so must talk have, about like, that. Yeah, like it's got to be. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know, man. Like, like the TV show stuff that we did do. Um, I like I was always kind of like background guy, whatever. I was like, I hated it. To be but honest. you must have saw like <laughs> the workings of it. Like it's I saw because I mean we've had it here and it's like it's nothing like what you think it is. The like, TV it, show yeah, stuff. Yeah, the TV show stuff. So yeah. Like, even the stuff we do, everything just seems very much in the moment, whereas that is just so crazy overproduced that it's like... it's The problem, and, and this is what I tell a lot of people whenever we talk about this, is like with TV, um, because your demographic, your audience is got to be all people all things right like like dad's gonna watch this car show Mm-mm. but mom's gotta enjoy it so does like four-year-old daughter like there uh, has to be yeah. like it has to be censored to a degree it has to have like highs and lows before every and after every commercial like there has to be a place to sell stuff <laughs> yeah and so that's why like youtube is caught on so amazing is because it's real content is as real as it gets because mm-hmm. like it's as real as you're gonna make it and your demographic is like honed in yeah. to, like mm-hmm. those people that enjoy that content so that's and that's why all the advertising dollars are going towards youtube as well it's just mm-hmm. because um they can like pinpoint their demographic yeah like, they're not just trying to sell mom or dad like it's you're selling dad or mm-hmm. you're selling mom or you're selling the kids like yeah, yeah. you know and um and lucky for us being in like the car world the type of demographic that 
watch car related content is usually people that can afford to play with cars which is usually you know people that can you know afford to watch advertising on well, expensive things yeah. generally when i'm watching youtube it's because i'm about to buy something mm-hmm. yeah so i'll search out somebody that's either used that product or had experience with it and then because i'm looking to buy it so i like i'll go to youtube for like a very honest review of something or right. seeing somebody actually use it so like there's decisions that i've made in my projects where it's like it's because i've watched this guy beat the shit out of this week after week and it's like that's the one that's the one i'm getting so mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's very much what you're saying it's so. good honest information yeah, yeah no and there's almost it's almost unfiltered i mean they do it, censor the uh cursing and all that stuff sometimes but for the most part it's unfiltered absolutely. information yeah and you don't have to go through a whole board of directors and people telling you and cutting things that you can or can't say so plus the upside to it for me is like the timeline is a lot more real yeah because we were talking about before we did this like the timeline that comes with television is such bullshit it causes <laughs> me so much drama in my Dude. life what was your timeline like then because when you drop it off TV friday show? think they're getting it back monday whereas at least on youtube like you can drag it out and show the reality of the actual process yeah, yeah. So, like yeah. that's what i appreciate about like it gives you a real timeline of what things actually take. Yeah. So what was your timeline like compared, like before you started doing What's YouTube that? versus when you were doing your TV shows? Yeah, versus like now? the TV show stuff, it's like, it's all make-believe, guys. I hate to break it to you. Like, <laughs> oh, no. It's all make-believe. So like, um, like we'd be, you know, finishing up a project or like building an entire motorcycle and the footage that they're using is like me cutting up the frame for the next one you know and like we're like backdating <laughs> yeah. stuff or like ripping parts off mm. and like showing quick shots of paint happening on a similar thing and it's like we're building this bike it's like nah man like i built that bike last year yeah. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. uh, we just repainted it because like we have like a month to get another episode out you know yeah so, so it's, interesting um, yeah and and uh, you'll notice like everybody on tv here here it goes i'm gonna get all the hate for this <laughs> Exposing the secrets of automotive television. <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, everybody wears the same shirt. Everybody yeah. wears the same pants, same shoes. And it's uh, a continuity thing. It's like yeah. they're going to use the footage from what, like, the editors want everybody, you know, to wear the same stuff so they can take, like, footage from two months ago and, and use Cut it for in. this build, build <sighs> right? So, um, yeah, I mean, like, the timelines were crazy. And I was kind of like one of the only fabricators in the shop. And we had a ton of stuff to do. And we were just. We weren't even a real shop, man. Like, <laughs> it was for TV. Like, my, yeah, it was. It was for TV. <laughs> yeah. that was but it. you have yeah. or had your shop where you worked on customer cars, right? Okay. And so, yeah. what was that like? Like, how we didn't long have did a TV show it? there. Yeah. No, like the only TV show that I was on was like on. Um, it was like motorcycles in Arizona. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. we were part of uh, Biker Battleground Phoenix, but. Um, the shop that I that I was running, like Japan's Customs, like it wasn't. We didn't do a whole lot of like complete builds. It was mostly metalwork we specialized in. Oh, so okay. it would be like doing all the rust repair, doing any like panel fab, chassis fab, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't really have like crazy timelines or anything. It was just like by the hour, mm-hmm. you know, for the metalwork. Mm-hmm. So you never jobs. did like any full like car builds or nah, anything. Oh nah, wow, okay. No, nah, like no no completes, man. Um, mm. There was like one like right at the end that we we're like it's getting completed now by another shop, but yeah. uh, but like right when we got shut down by the city, that, <laughs> that you know, <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. has happened before, you know. Yeah, it's, but like, uh, did, did you go to school or fab school or any of that? Like, did you go to metal? No, I, I took welding back in high school. Um, yeah, I took a couple of like weekend courses here and there, but but no like formal training like i don't really know that there is much other than like biotech i've heard of in the states mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i looked into that like when i was really young but uh there really isn't much for like formal training other than like auto body tech type things and you know like yeah we get asked that all the time yeah. and the crossover really isn't there mm-hmm. so like now this guy's traveling all over the world taking courses giving courses all that kind of stuff and it's like I can show you the VHS tapes that we had to watch. <laughs> yeah. You had to actively buy, wait two weeks, and then watch this. Oh, man, some of those videos, this one video series in particular, the guy's voice was like, 
put me out as Rob. Like, <laughs> so I'm going to come right out okay, and say who it was. It was Ron Covell. Oh, I, love <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the guy is a phenomenal metal worker, yeah, but like, jeez, put voice, you to sleep, man. Like every time it's like, <laughs> like it's, it's just like, just like <laughs> it's almost like sleep I therapy. I love you, Ron. He's solid. He should be doing those like ASMR videos because oh, it's like so like Bob Ross. It's like, 10 minutes in it's like it would take me a week to watch a <laughs> yeah. 40 minute video Amen. and just keep passing yeah. out yeah also remember remember John Kosmoski from House, House of Color oh, okay. he, he had worse. a whole series yeah. of, of like how to's and custom paint because phenomenal videos but like <laughs> super snooze fest like yeah. all the right information but like boy you better be you gotta you gotta buckle down you gotta do this yeah they couldn't be like the way you are like okay man like this is what we're gonna do they're always kind of like today we're gonna be in it yeah yeah so like (laughs) like the videos that you do carl are like so good and like so information packed easy to watch super digestible and very real and like i think anybody regardless if you're like entry level or a professional can get something out of what you yep. put, what you're producing. Thanks. And like because of that, I feel like in the two plus years that you've been doing it, man, your YouTube channel has gone from zero to two hundred and almost two hundred fifty thousand k now. Yeah, I think we're like two hundred seventy. It, it is so insane. cool to yeah. see. Thanks. Because like, dude, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, your videos are, are solid. You guys got to check out his channel mm-hmm. if you haven't already. Um, Super, super cool, man. Yeah, yeah. thank you Nicely very much. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, to touch on that a little bit, it's, um, I, I did take a, a course, like, way back in the day, and it was similar to, like, you guys' experiences with some of those videos, is, is um, like, it was very technical, and, and I was so young that, like, I couldn't really, really understand it, mm. um, and, and it wasn't hands-on enough that, mm. that I, I wasn't seeing what they were trying yeah. to teach. It was, it was, it was very, like, you were being spoken to about mm-hmm. it and and i didn't have enough knowledge to, to absorb it yeah. right so like like from that experience i try to like make things as simple as possible to like really break it down so that like i can understand you know like what's happening like when when you're shrinking metal yeah. you know it's well, not i'm just doing this you have to do it this way it's like why though like yeah. what is actually why? happening that was the part that you know was tough to always gleam out of that because you would take that information and then go try to do it yeah and they're like what am i missing why is this not working and then you're just sitting there like come on he's got to say something like i'm missing a small part of this <laughs> yeah and then it's like you know you'll have to watch like a another video mm-hmm. where he briefly touches on the part he missed in the last yeah. one because he's not really yeah. doing it it's like in steps like okay and then we did this and then it's like jump cut to another and you're like i'm missing something in yeah. here so like when you get to watch somebody actually do it in the moment all the way through it's like you're even for us, like we do it, but you're still, there's little tips and tricks and little things you can gleam from yeah. the way other mm-hmm. people do it. And little, they're not really cheats, it's just a different way. And it's like yeah. picking up those, you're like, fuck, that's genius. Why did yeah. I do that, man? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because we all have our own way of doing things, right? And there's, like, we say it a lot, like there's like thousands of ways to get from point A to B, you know? And like maybe the way you do it's different than the way myself, Tim, or anybody else will do it, but like, doesn't make it wrong or it's just different and like there's a, there's like a little moment like a little glimmer there that you can like take from that and be like okay cool yeah and you can go and do your thing but like the cool thing about what you do and like youtube and everything is like you can break down like a really complex subject matter into like multiple videos and this is like a full-time thing for you now and you get to put all this great content on there and like actually teach people the you know this is how i do it and you can do it too yeah yeah it's super cool and the way you do it is pretty admirable too because like a lot of the stuff that we do is like we get immediately dismissed it's like Mm -hmm. oh you got this crazy (laughs) fucking thing of course you can do it so it's like approaching it that way is like obviously where we're doing things now there is a progression that we did it that way as well and the reason we've had to progress to this stuff is to do it faster to make it you know, efficient and efficient it's our job mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's like that way is like <clears throat> if we get dismissed like i say so many times where it's like you watch your stuff like you can do it and you don't need crazy amount of tools and money and all this type of shit and like we joke about it all the time like we used to do shit with a hacks on hand drill <laughs> yeah. like we were looking at some stuff earlier it's like it looks a bit crazy but it's probably 30 hours yeah. but you can do it with rudimentary tools it can be done and make this crazy amazing part 
Whereas everybody now just thinks you got to throw in a CNC machine. Mm-hmm. And then without that, you're, there's no point in even starting. Like, uh, there's no point. Like, fuck it. Like, Dude, that's my, that was where my mind used to be at. Like, like you got you to gotta have so much experience and have an incredible shop to do these things. Yeah. Like, uh, that was the misconception, right? Like, you don't. You know, like, you we don't, look back so many yeah. times at some of these choppers that we built, and we didn't have shit. Yeah, what they have in 1920-whatever when the yeah. De- Delahaye was built. And then like, you yeah. look at it now, and you're like, I can't believe I made that with what I had at that time. Because now we have all this other shit, and you're like, man, that is insane that we mm-hmm. built that yeah. with nothing. A we didn't grinder have shit. and a drill press. Yeah, yeah. Was, and a hand <laughs> file. And like, yeah. I literally <laughs> joke about it. Like, I'll spend a whole day oh, hand man. filing this to perfection, whereas now you're like... Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Like, it's like we'd have so many cheats now, but <laughs> it's like I have such an appreciation for that stuff. And because I did it. Yeah. But people just, uh, yeah, gonna get get, on a, they, they I'm going to get on a rant. They get so discouraged. Yeah. Like, I had a kid approach me at a, this Cars and Coffee. And by the time he explained to me what he wanted to do, it was like, you're building a Le Mans car. <laughs> like, take a step, maybe focus on one thing first yeah, and yeah. then progress because they yeah. get so in their head that. Even while they're telling you what their dream is, it's like, oh, shit, I'm never going to get there. And it's like, buddy, just start with one thing and then the next. And eventually, over time, you'll get there. You don't need all this crazy shit. Yeah. Like, your car's not going to be my car because my car took me 25 years of, like, blood, sweat, and tears and experience to build. So you'll get there. Like, it's I didn't do this yesterday. It took me forever. Like, even just the financial side of it. And it's like these kids get so in their heads that they just don't do anything and it's like it's disappointing so it's like we talk about it all the time and then when we see your stuff is like i think it gives people a chance like oh shit i can actually do this i need a hammer and a tree stump and i'm making shit yeah mm-hmm. so totally. it's pretty cool but it's like yeah it's wild man so what you that. need to build a custom car is a hammer <laughs> and a tree stump yeah <laughs> yeah. <Axel? laughs> yeah and a vision yeah, yeah. angle grinder yeah <laughs> But yeah, so like they, they were talking of the things that you build, but how did you get over that part of like, I don't need the fanciest things or the the biggest CNC machines and 3D printers and all these crazy stuff to build cars? Like, yeah, I guess like the 3D printers and, and the CNC machines and stuff like I'm, I, I like that stuff now, <laughs> like I'm kind of getting into it because it's a new thing to learn. Mm. But um, but yeah, I just like grew up without having you know a lot of money like i've never really had you know excess money to just blow on whatever so i was always looking for ways to save buck and and uh and and use what i've got to do it right like if you can't afford to pay somebody to build your custom car like you're gonna have to learn how to do it you're gonna mm-hmm. have to spend the time to do it you're gonna have to acquire whatever tools you can like that's that's kind of that's kind of where i always have been yeah, you know? yeah like i've got lots of tools now you know like the shop's pretty equipped but um a lot of the tools i built as well like yeah. you know if, if if you're building the car like you can probably build the tool also you can <laughs> like save, so awesome. you know you can build the tool to build the tool to build the car you know? <laughs> yeah like it, it, it it's it's true man yeah. like um so like wherever you look like as long as you're you know you're just a big sponge when you're talking to people that that have more experience with you i mean then you can figure it out that blows my mind that you build some of the tools that you use i mean it i i've seen it in the shop now where like rob or tim they're working on something like oh the tool doesn't exist you just make it yeah and all that but like some of the stuff i've seen (laughs) like on your stuff like what how do you even get the idea to build because some of them are substat like massive things mechanical things that you build like how do you even I've got like a bit of like a mechanical brain. You could say that like I'm I'm always very interested in mechanical movements, and I and I take a lot of inspiration from tools. and uh, And there are certain tools that I really would like to own that are like difficult to acquire, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm like copying them basically. <laughs> You're like doing similar things to them, like English wheel. Like my my English wheel. Um, you've like there's a beautiful one in here, a big nice cast iron one, but um, but mine it started off with like a two hundred dollar marketplace like bottom of the barrel english wheel but like it's pretty hard to like mess up the wheels themselves so i took all the wheels off of that and made my own frame and uh and i it was all based on necessity like i was chopping a car for a guy guys like i want you to chop this car i'm like well i'm gonna have to make sale panels i guess we're gonna have to learn how to use the english wheel (laughs) sweet (laughs) guess guess i'm gonna have to get an english wheel guess i'm gonna have to be on marketplace for 200 bucks (laughs) (laughs) guess i'm gonna have to dig some scrap steel out of buddy's place you know so i can make this money you know like it's it's just necessity right so um and it just evolves from that like my bead roller I, i needed a bead roller for a job so i like borrowed 
um, I borrowed a bead roller from my buddy that was like one of those plate, mm-hmm. the, you know, 18 inch, yeah. like the yeah. cheapest bead roller yeah. you can get, right? And I, I made this this floor and it was a Model A. And so like, it was it was enough to do these little panels. And then the next job, like I needed one deeper to do door panels. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks. So like, I better cut this thing apart and make a new bead roller. Yeah. So it just kind of like works like, work like that for me and i i enjoy building the tools like i get a lot of satisfaction out of it if i had worked the hours to build the tool on someone's car and charged for it i probably could have bought the tool yeah it's it's usually i was gonna say like our progression is like yeah we'll do the job and then we don't have the right shit but we'll power our way through it and then take the profit from that job to buy the tool that it would have taken to do the job properly. Yeah, so I'm yeah. backwards. So I'm, it's, it's the same. so I'm like, I'll just have a homemade tool for the same money. <laughs> but if you don't count my hours, then it was 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah, which I think is hard. Like counting hours is something that, do you end up counting hours or have you thought about like, oh shoot, I should have, I mean, recently I don't it. like I like I I don't count hours now because of uh, YouTube, but um, but yeah, like I, I I would reflect on decisions I've made, mm-hmm. you know, like what we were just talking about. Like I could have bought the bead roller rather yeah. than built it, but um, but it's like part of my joy and satisfaction mm-hmm. to me is like mm-hmm. I enjoyed doing that, yeah, so yeah. I kind of separate it from work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh, it's part of like the hobby side. That's the other thing is like you know like you have, you enjoy cars as a hobby, Tim and Rob and, mm-hmm. and Elvis. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a hobby, but like at what point? is it like business or hobby mm. right so like me building the tool i guess was more hobby and me using the tool is more business yeah you know Ooh, that's good. So we make all the mistakes and then i tried to you know tell people not to make the same mistakes as me <laughs> and we just get shit on <laughs> <laughs> like, like screw you man i'll make my own mistakes because yeah. <laughs> we've got so heavily invested into things that it's like you know if you want to be smart about this just save a bit, get this. It's going to save you a tremendous amount of time, and then you're ahead of the game. Yeah, and nobody. It's it's too much work. It's the to journey, save. and I get it. But it's like <laughs> you can't like we've built things that it's yeah. You get 20, 30 hours in it before you can even use it to start the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes maybe the first version is not great. Mm-hmm. So then you're so heavily invested into this thing that you just at the end, see it. and if you do take a moment to reflect, you're like. Man, I got 60 hours into this thing. I could have literally just been doing oil changes and then bought one. Mm. But it's, yeah, I guess it's the journey, man. It's, yeah. You got to do yeah. it. And you have you to like, know. you have to let the passion kind of, you know, drive you through some of that. But sometimes. yeah, there's moments where you do get that piece of equipment that is maybe the thing and then you hit it and it's perfect the first time. You're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasted like years of my life doing it yeah. this yeah. way. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's a mix of that. Like you get that thing that just works exactly the way it's supposed to. Yeah. And it's, you know, you get moments of regret. Like, well, know, I guess it's all part of it. So. What what tool like changed changed your whole operation? Like, is there like a tool that stands out that you... Break press. Break press. Yeah. Break press. And, uh, that, was a, that was a good tool to get. Yeah, absolutely. That one changed. The because now it's yeah. like literally you don't even think about it. Yeah. You grab a f- whatever you want. Bump, bump. Save you the weld, save all yeah, the shit. Yeah, like looks better. Like there's stronger. times when you're bending quarter inch and you'd hit it with an angle grinder and put a brake line in it so that you can yeah. get it to bend and, and then, then you're welding it. it. Yeah. Whereas that thing, you just hit it and then the our big belt sander. Yeah. Like I tell everybody, <clears throat> if there's one tool, if you wanted to start a shop with no tools, get that big belt sander. Yeah. Because well, you can clean up and make now. shit amazing with it. Which one? The vertical. Yeah, the big belt yeah, sander, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ten inch. Yeah. I think. I think. I think it's awesome. Through, you know, artistic creation, I think the English wheel was probably one of my favorite tools. Yeah. Like, it really opened up the potential for, like, really, like, just rad curve shapes and and things like that. Like we came from industrial fabrication. Industrial fabrication is essentially, like, Legos. Yeah. Like, you're fixed to, like, five specific shapes. Right. So then once you start getting into wheel and metal... It's like things become organic and that's when they take on that, you know, we all talk about it takes on a soul and it's, you know, this beautiful thing that has all this time and effort into it. Whereas you start welding square tubes together, it looks like you welded square tubes together. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? what so about like, you, Carl? Like what was the uh, one tool that uh, changed the game for you? I mean, like any of the shaping equipment for sure, game changing. But yeah. um, but as an overall tool that I was like, whoa, I can't believe I lived without this mm-hmm. was the CNC plasma. Oh, like being man. able to just like, cause like I'll think and draw like stuff out and, and make a template and then mm-hmm. start cutting it and drilling and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And to just like 
put those dimensions into a file and just like hit yeah. go, it yeah. changed everything and like just ways to like <laughs> shortcut measuring because you can just kind of do it all. Yeah, there, so. for real. That's a yeah. that's a that's a real tool. That that really is amazing. We had one at one point. We got rid of it. We just didn't and we've been talking that. about replacing it ever since. We Man. still don't have one. Oh. They're, yeah. yeah, game yeah. changer. Have you yeah. seen those uh, those new ones that it's like you draw and it memorizes Little everything? Arc the Arctroid. The Arctroid. Arc yeah, that's a Canadian company too. Yeah, those are great. I did not know they were Canadian. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, they've got like a little pen so you can, yes. like, like you can um, hit like make your own nodes on stuff. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, they're really neat. I, I, yeah, yeah. I think as an entry level one. What was one, the other one? Good. The cutting torch one. Remember that one from Pan school? Panograph? Yeah. It was that like, did you, you made a pattern like, and then it, it followed the yeah, eye? Yeah. Or did you uh, have your. Well, I had both. One had a pin and that was in the fab shop. And the other one had the eye where you had to make a really crisp line and oh, follow okay. it. Yeah. The, yeah. the pin one, is that, is that where it you actually traces? You had to make a, yeah, a trace. Like it, you had to make the it's pattern. It's a magnetic first. roller that yeah, goes around it. Follows it. I have one of those yeah. still. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, man. That was like my early before CNC. I was like, I can just make one piece and I could make four pieces. Yeah. Like, yeah i got really good at like setting the torch so that it'd be you know pretty good you can't do holes and stuff with those really that good but no but they're sweet yeah mm. anything to speed it up yeah and so what's what what's your build process like so because you have a a few cars that you've or a lot of cars that you've built but what is your build process like from like con conceptualization? Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. a word. <laughs> yeah. To, to actually yeah. reality. Yeah. Uh, well, once we conceptualize. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like we, like I'll, I'll, I'll do like a sketch, you know, like I'll just draw it on a piece of paper and, and, uh, um, and then we start thinking about all the different parts that we're going to need to do it and source that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, for for me, mostly it's like kind of like one thing always leads to the next. Like you, you, you start building the chassis and, and, and the next piece. Like, I don't know if you guys, when you guys are building here, because you guys are, you know, a big shop that does a lot of builds, like you pretty much have a plan for the entire build yeah. as the yeah, first thing that less. you start, right? For for me, for my own personal cars, anyway, it's um, it's it's not so much like that. It's it's I'm inspired by like the pieces that I find for it. You know? and, like, that is, that's and pretty cool. Like oh, okay. I find these headlights. It's like whoa, those are, like those will be wicked. Like those will only be cool if we mount them like this, you know. And oh. and and so like there isn't like a, a complete vision. Mm -hmm. um, I guess in in some cases there sort of is, but it's all very loose. Like I'm, so cool. I'm, I'm super yeah. loose with all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of like yeah, 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 yeah. Go with the flow. It's like ah, that motor is cheaper. We'll just like buy that one then. I couldn't find a Cummins today. Like I'll just like pick up this motor that's down the road. <laughs> you know? Like this is the opposite of our last one because our last podcast we talked to Ash Thorpe. They he did like the Batmobile, all the Hoonigan stuff, and it's yeah. like that stuff when they do the concept is like everything is done yeah. yeah so it's like your side is the opposite more almost like an artistic approach and we were that way in the past it's like we got this part and it's like oh shit now we got to change we're this. still that way yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rob just is. on a different level <laughs> so now it's like that that evolution and shit gets crazy every single time like it's just so out of control no matter what we do so i think that's yeah, your side's a little bit different than this side, but it's the same. It's just different technologies, different everything. Because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, this is in the way. We got to move it. But now it's like carbon fiber and CNC, and we got to 3D scan it. And it's like, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's weird. It never mm -hmm. turns out the way it starts. No. No, and I say that's totally relatable. Like, like we're, it it's the exact does. same, but just slightly different scale, I guess. I mean, we're yeah. doing it as a business, so we kind of yeah. have to be like a little bit more focused. But there's always, just like you, like, part by part kind of dictates and it kind of chooses the path yeah. of and the it, project and, and, and it evolves. It gains, gains the soul. You like know, it gains the soul. Thing now, it becomes you know? like it kind of alive, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a our, thing. It's yeah. like our own fault because you'll do something that's really sick, that's little, maybe over the top, but you can't help yourself. And then yeah. the customer comes <laughs> and is like, oh man, that's Ooh. sick. Maybe we should do this. So like yeah. we joke about it all the time. We have like 12 customers. They never go away. They just keep bringing it back and like, Oh, now that you did this, maybe we should do this. Yeah. We should yeah. do this and this. And you're like, man, I just want to work on something different. Like, That's yeah. where the one thing leads to the next. Yeah, like you ev like, elevate one part of it, one and then part you want it, and it just to have some continuity throughout, mm -hmm. right? So it gets wild. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if anybody watching out there is thinking about how they get into a project, start with one thing, and just let it grow and become 
yeah. something completely. Yeah. And you will be poor forever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you will be creatively satisfied. You will yes. have, you will have no important. money exactly. for yes. drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at this point drugs are cheaper yeah Yeah, but um there's one car that i keep coming back to that your rat rod the why i don't know what year is it like a 30 it's like a 36 to 38 dodge pickup cab that's like what i started with so how did that even start man oh oh man this is a story uh, (laughs) i'll try and chop it up so um i was working at the motorcycle shop like back in the day like when i when i was familiar with tim and and uh um and man like i had again like had no money just like wanted to build cool stuff um i I rented a little shop that i could put my welder at and stuff and i was uh, living in my brother's attic at the time so this this cab came up for like 150 bucks had like 150 bucks yeah dude it was like so bad okay like i have i have found free cabs since that are way nicer oh shoot okay um and so like the bottom six inches was gone the thing was like you breathed on it and it would just flop over like it was was just done right yeah and so i bought it and like with the dream of like doing all this stuff and and um i literally like salvaged metal out of like my buddy's yard like dug it out of the dirt there was some like two by four square tubing that was like that's the frame that's in there right now like it had like torch holes in it and stuff and like i was just like i'll just like weld that up wow you know like like started with nothing man Mm -hmm. i built it on the floor of the um fabrication shop didn't even have like a um, garage door it was a very small shop and just like like any parts my buddies had or whatever like i just use what i could like you can you can build a custom car with like very little if you're very you know um you know creative with mm-hmm. with the ways that you get your parts and like what you do to them and, and that kind of thing so it, mm-hmm. it, it just sort of steam steamrolled right like it just uh snowballed i should yeah. say it snowballed into into what it is now and it's, it's been built a couple of times like it went to uh the langley cruising show and um jimmy shine gave it an award for whatever so the next That's year when cool. it came back i was like well i better make it actually like what i want it to look mm-hmm. like you know so it got full full redone after that but um never end they never <laughs> end no, it's, it's still not done like it's been around for 10 years it's just like, yeah and last time i saw done, that right? i think you had it at the vancouver convention center yeah, and it so, wasn't even running or anything. Dude, now was, I mean, that's a while back now. Yeah, that was but, like 2016, maybe. Yeah, and, and like the 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 creative way you you know did your suspension system and everything on that, it was just like, wow, this is some rad ass shit. <laughs> like, it, it's pretty cool, man. That was yeah. the, that was the point of like the a truck. lot of work. Yeah, the if, suspension was if kind you of respect. Haven't yeah. seen what it looks like. I'll put a picture here. But if you haven't seen again, go check out Japan's customs or make it custom on YouTube. It is one of the coolest like rat rods <laughs> that I've seen. I think. Yeah. And it is. It's just. Is it on air? It's on. It's, it's on hydraulics. So it's like oh. probably like one of the very few hot rods on hydraulics. Like always like all my friends are all low riders. They all got hydraulic cars. They got you know Impalas and mm-hmm. and whatever. I've got um, some hyd- hydraulic cars too. But uh, but I always was fascinated with hydraulics because it's it's very different from air a lot of people like try to compare the two you cannot compare hydraulics to no, air because the hydraulics is is not a spring mm-hmm. you know if you put an accumulator on it i suppose it is but but the hydraulic just changes the point at which your spring mm-hmm. rides so you still ride on the spring yeah so i mean it's it's a it's a misconception of like low riders they all ride like skateboards yeah. and they're just like you know <laughs> smacking all the time and true like if you're gonna put coils in them that allow you to hop then yes they're gonna ride like that but if you have like some early style hydraulics which like they were doing them in the 50s right um like bill hines was like one of the first i don't think he was the actual first but he was one of the very first people to put hydraulics in a car it was like a lead sled but you use regular suspension and just change the point at which it rides mm-hmm. and so they actually can ride amazing like the the hot rod every every person i take for a ride in there they're like whoa this thing actually like rides really good it's, yeah, yeah yeah man it's like coilovers it's yeah. it's like a normal vehicle you that's know? pretty amazing right uh, the front doesn't ride the greatest because like I, I i choose uh uh, form over function on the shock <laughs> aspect in the front. <laughs> That's the one thing that could be upgraded. But uh, yeah, hydraulic all the way around and, and uh, no air leaks. You don't hear a compressor. I, oh, that Dude, compressor noise, man. And you like fast. walk up yeah. to it and it's like, it charges itself too. It's not like um, like this, like a lowrider, you got to you know charge the batteries every once in a while, but mine's just got a big alternator on it and battery isolator. So I've got one one 12 volt battery for the, for the truck, one 12 volt battery for the hydraulics and 
it's just like a standalone, never have to touch it kind of system. Yeah, like he was also he also said it's fast. That's something I also prefer with hydro or the cars that I've ridden and that have hydraulics versus air. Yeah, usually air it takes a while. You have to break, and then it rises up. Now right. there's faster, but for the most part, hydraulics are always faster it's right there yeah, yeah. and he just psh, it goes right up yeah. yeah so i just think that's pretty cool but oh, it looks amazing it's so <laughs> cool yeah it just stands out everywhere it goes it's so low yeah and just the massive tires on it yeah. like mm, the white walls are pretty amazing so i've i was telling rob is like i've all i always want to build uh i've always wanted to build a rat rod and i think that was actually maybe also how i also found your i was like oh it'll be cool to build something yeah but then i also found i was like oh you just chop the top of a hat like you make it shorter and I, I found out how difficult it was i was like nah sorry i'm not i'm not gonna <laughs> do that right now <laughs> ah you can do it, you can do it. <laughs> because it's because of the extra things you have to think about when you're chopping the top of a car before i just think you i just thought you just chop it in half and you just cut two sections out and just bring it lower some, some guys do that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. they yeah. think about anything else and i'm like oh my gosh it's such a big hassle just to make a chopped up and so it is yeah and every car is different right yeah, yeah. glass and all those things you don't Most think chop about. cars don't have glass <laughs> so many of them you see is no glass yeah here. because you were saying that they shatter sometimes no it's just they don't take into account getting glass, like getting custom glass is expensive. So a lot of cars like from the thirties, they're not bad because they're all flat glass, but you start doing stuff that has curved glass, mm -hmm. it's a nightmare. Yeah. Then you got to really think about it. So the appreciation that goes into some of these cars where they just casually chop the top, you're just like, uh oh. <laughs> I mean, if you, if, you, if you do it wrong, yeah, you shatter the glass. Yeah. Because I mean, we did, some, we did some repair work for a friend of ours who had bought in a, a chopped 51 Ford. Yeah, I think that oh, was the one that and, you were saying it, kept it on kept on blowing the windows the out of it, and it's like, oh fuck, buddy, can you fix my car? Like, it's keep blowing the windows out. So we had to like completely rework a bunch of things. And yeah, if you do it wrong, you get a weird pinch point, and it twists, and it's just there goes your fucking you would window. You appreciated this job. I think you probably know which car it is. Oh yeah. But like they chopped the top, and then when <clears> he put it back on, he only welded the outside sheet metal. Oh. So no pillars, no nothing. In the doors was all chopped. So it was like he'd roll the window down and it hit the track and shatter the glass. It would pop the windows out because the thing yeah twisted. Was thing. Oh, God. But that was one of those things where he came to us like, "Hey, can you chop my top?" And be like, "Yeah, it's going to be ten thousand dollars. We can't start it for three four months." Oh yeah. shit, that's crazy. I got this guy. So he went to that guy and ended up costing him I think twice as much. Yeah, oh took two years. And then it finally got to a negative point where it's like, I want my fucking car back. And then he went and got it. And then it was just butchered, man. There's like the, the, where the back, when you lay the back window down, I think it was probably that thick in the middle. Oh man. And then just the, at the front A pillars, just the outer skin was welded. Yeah. It wasn't it, even attached. Oh to the my are gosh. Tough, man. Chops are tough. It was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. Especially with a curved glass car, like, um, something that a lot of people don't think about is like a curved glass car. Um, like they'll chop the top and be like, okay, I'll get a windshield made for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can do that. That's <laughs> yep. very expensive. Yeah. So if you're going to chop a curved glass car, the secret is that you have to chop your glass first. Oh, you oh, chop interesting. Your, you chop your glass and then you chop the car to, to the, the glass. glass. Mm -hmm. What? That is, tip. that is, that, that, that's a for real tip, man. Cause like, otherwise you're not going to, you're not going to tip it in the right spot. Cause like when you cut oh. a, when you cut a window down. You know, you're cutting it vertically, but then the sides, how they tip, mm -hmm. where are those going to sit in the channel now? Like, they're not going to line up with your with your weather strip nice or, or your uh, your windshield rubber. Yep. So you, you actually chop the glass first, and then you have to articulate the pillars and the roof that to is meet the glass. Or yeah. else Come on, man. I, I watched Ken dig it. <laughs> they just peeled out the aluminum one. They sent it out. The glass okay, came back. Okay, you can do that. That's what I mean about making the glass. So like, you can you can make a mold for your glass, send mm -hmm. it out, get a glass. But um, piece of cake, just English wheel up a plug for it, send it off to easy Australia. Peasy. Get a glass made, sent back. <laughs> yeah, ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars later, you're all set. Man, you're so on the money with that. I know That's exactly. Right? What you're <laughs> I, I, I had a friend who uh, he like lives right by a golf course. He has like a chopped square body chef and a golf ball. No, it's his glass, right? He's like, hey, ICBC, you're my insurance company. No. Like, you got to get me a glass. They're like, okay. So they send it to uh, Crystal Glass, and uh, they break a window. They break another window. They're like, okay, this is obviously a truck oh. that was not cut glass and then made chop. 
So um, they sent it out like two, three, four, five times locally trying to get glass and no, like every, every window was popping. Hmm. So they had to ship. I don't know how they did it. I don't remember if they shipped the truck down. Anyway, cost $15,000 to have a custom glass made specifically for that <laughs> chopped truck. And then ICBC made a uh, contract to the owner that said, here's two pieces of glass. We're going to get come two back. <laughs> custom pieces of glass for you, and you we do not cover your glass anymore. No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I, I think that's, I think that's, that's pretty fair. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that they honest. even covered it to this. They, this yeah, they covered it. Times? Like, it cost over 15 grand. Like, the truck wasn't worth 15 grand. Oh, shit. And, uh, yeah, 15 grand for the glass, but they got two pieces out of it. And they said, <laughs> hey, <laughs> pop your glass. Like, you might want to move houses now. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. done, man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> Wow. Oh, too good. And then, like, what are some of your... We've talked about a little bit of your fabrication tools. You've mentioned one or two, but, like, what are your can't-live-without tools? Like, your, I want to build a car, a custom car. No idea how to get it done. What are some tools that you recommend? I, I, I'd say, like, you're, if, you're, if you're working on your own car at home, you, you got to have, like, grinder, welder, drill, that kind of stuff, like, ba- basic stuff like that. But um, things that are specific to building custom cars... The first thing I would do is um, is probably like a basic bead roller, a basic shrinker stretcher, a basic English wheel. Like though, like you can you can do a lot with the basics, especially if you're just starting out. So um, so I would I would do those. Like you you can do tons with a bead roller. Mm-hmm. You know, like for as as a novice, like getting into it, you bead can roller's do, pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like once you start getting into tipping dies and stuff like that, right. you can make some crazy shit. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, and guaranteed you're gonna be doing tons of like patch repair rust repair yeah. that kind of stuff so like putting beads in something's helpful putting flange in something is helpful so I, w- I would say that's like kind of a a good like inexpensive entry level thing that you could get into yeah um, the shrinker stretcher is also kind of a must for me because like they're cheap enough so. that anybody can afford one mm-hmm. and you you gotta have one yeah yeah it saves so much so much work so yeah yeah i'd say those um and aside from that um getting into shaping i would say uh like a a, a stump and a hammer like, a, <laughs> like for real like a, going back to the earlier i mean I, I forget it might have been ron covell or like i think it was ron covell somebody asked him on an interview like what's like the the tool that you can't live without in the shop and his was like the stump and the hammer wow yeah. because you start arranging panels with that like yeah you know it, it, it once you do a paper pattern it tells you where you need work like the stump and the hammer is the first thing you go to and you know, not all shapes need to be brought out by the English wheel. You can kind of just use the wheel to smooth things out after you've, you know, mm-hmm, made mm-hmm. a mess. Yeah. 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 And again, if you guys want to see more of this, like especially him showing you tips and tricks and all of this stuff, check out his channel because he has a lot of <laughs> a lot of videos on how to's and they are just brilliant. And so check it out because that's another way I feel like YouTube University. YouTube it's University, amazing. man. Yeah. I learn I learn a lot from YouTube. Yes. And, uh, yep. Yeah, we try to put it out there too. And I sell stumps and hammers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We call it the mother tucker. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and then just uh, one of the final questions is any people that you look up to for like fab, like, like you follow Instagram, all of that, like people can also go follow to get inspiration and absolutely okay so uh for for me one of the big ones is um is my friend christian sosa sosa metalworks i'm actually wearing oh a shirt perfect today. Yeah. um yeah check him out he's awesome uh, 2018 i took his metal shaping course and uh, and it kind of changed my life as far as opening my eyes um to to how accessible metal shaping really is uh, i watch i watch him uh, mike wagner coin uh, Cornfield Customs, mm-hmm. uh, Bespoke Coachworks in Australia. He's a coach oh. builder. He's he's amazing. So we got to well. touch on that before this is over. Yeah, like, we can because your your end is one end, but now because I follow those guys as well. Yeah. So I got to hear about what your experiences of when you have all the things available to you because they got all the tools, like all the you know dreamy metal working machines. So it's got to be man you know what like okay so like i i did work at uh, bespoke coachworks for a few days and um, and he was so nice like aiden like we're homies now man he's he took me into his home slept you know and at his house and and uh, went to went to work with him for a few days did That's a awesome. did a class with him as well like just kind of co-hosted a, a metal shaping class and um and he, he said to me he's like is there anything you want to learn like specifically like 
I'll we'll we'll do that while you're here. Oh, and wow. I was like, man, reverse curves. Like I want to I want to know all the things because mm-hmm. that's a really tough one for me. And so um, he made me do like the most complicated panel on this like Rolls Royce boat tail that he mm-hmm. started. And that's uh, cool. and he even told me after he's like, I didn't think you'd be able to make. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, I thought you were gonna. Sure. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> and, and so like i was just like making scrap you know but like it actually turned out into a piece but um but yeah like with all the tools available i think like the 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 major ones if you can afford all the tools is like a power hammer for speed okay like mm-hmm. it's just so much faster right um a good english wheel with nice dyes that helps and uh and and for the most part i was going between like hammers stumps and bags um the power hammer and the English wheel. And and so after talking to him about, because um, he did an Auburn boat tail recently, it's very, it's beautiful. So cool. Like check it out, Bespoke Coach Works. He's got a YouTube channel as mm-hmm. well. Um, and, and most of that shape that he's bringing out was blocking to stretch to bring up like the center of a shape and then shrinking on the edges mm-hmm. and then washing over with the English wheel. And that was something that I was very interested to know that process because Mm -hmm. you see so many different variations of that, like in England when people are making, you know, Jaguar fenders and like the the wheeling machine. It's not English wheel over there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The wheeling machine. I guess so. That makes sense. It's like whenever you're eating Chinese food in China, they just call it food. Yeah, it's just food (laughs) over there. So like you see guys bring out huge shapes with just the English wheel and, and, uh, and that's like very technical. You have to be like one with the wheel to, to really, you know, like that's difficult to me. It's a little bit, um, it's a little bit easier to see that. Like if I hit this thing with a hammer and I make a bunch of bubbles, I'm adding surface area and then the wheel just like, it's a magic eraser. It just smooths it all mm-hmm, out. Right. Mm-hmm. kind of washes it all out. So, uh, by combining techniques that way, I, I thought that was pretty cool. So like power hammer, English wheel, um, the power, power hammer is the one that's always eluded us. Yeah. Because we don't do enough of it to justify having one, but I'd love to play with one. Yeah, one those things and are so cool. It's, you know, it, it yeah, they're they're unreal. And and there are companies that are actually getting them out a little bit cheaper now, too. Um, like the uh, Machinery House in Australia, they've, they've got power hammers that are, like the ones I was using at Bespoke, those are all Machinery House equipment, and uh, and they're affordable. Like, like you could you could justify getting one because it's like, you know, like 10 grand for the big one. Oh, wow. You know, instead of, instead of 50 plus you get, you have to buy all the dies. Right. So mm-hmm. they've actually got a smaller one there that, uh, that bespoke helped. I know we're like running on the end of this podcast. Right no, now. no, 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 you're good. Keep okay, going. Okay, cool. Keep going. Um, there's this one machine. I was like, particularly kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to get one now. Cause it's, uh, it's incredible. That whole Auburn that he built, if you check it out, it's like a power hammer. It's about this big. It's not very big, right? It comes with 40 dies. Wow. That's all and the expensive. You don't know the dies will kill you. on A lot of this <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But this particular one comes with it. It's oh, like wow. five G's for this power no hammer. Way. Oh, wow. Comes with 40 dies, has shrinking dies, has linear stretch dies, has all the planching dies. Mm-hmm. So he built that whole Auburn on that before the big wow. one even came out. He, he has the big one now. That's what I used on the rolls. Mm-hmm. But uh, but this little one built that whole Auburn. That and an English wheel built the whole car. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And people like, like he says that all the time to people and, and, and guys are like, no, there's no way. There's, no, <laughs> there's just no way. Like you're lying. There's another shop that you go to to build this stuff. Wow. Like, this is a facade just for that company or whatever. It's not, man. I was That's there. Pretty I looked amazing. at it all. It's like, I'm going to get one of those machines. <laughs> yeah. that sounds good. Well, we'll have to touch on that a little bit later. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. cool. But you actually did a, a little video series making your own power hammer. Yeah, I did. And the dice. Oh, oh, dude, yeah. That was like just before I went on that trip. Is that right? I was like, <laughs> never used one of these machines i better make one yeah <laughs> you know? that's cool man yeah, that's it, super cool i love doing that stuff yeah you know i just kind of challenge myself like without going to the store can you make a power hammer out of your scrap metal right that's now? insane you know like do it without don't use your machining equipment don't use you know i didn't use a lathe i didn't use a milling wow. machine and just like angle grinder and a file and a you know drill press like can can i do it and and uh, and it works man like there's no bearings or bushings in anything so it's a very loud clacky machine but yeah. it works but dude it totally works <laughs> it totally works yeah, man. yeah. So, so there's awesome. no excuse man no other you know just let your just let your creative just there's a run Absolutely. go for it yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Awesome. I think anything else, like, I feel like we can talk for hours. We've been talking for hours before this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah, if, I mean, if we can have you on again at some point in the future. So if you guys have yeah. any questions or anything, leave it in the comments below. Um, anything else from you guys? Hacks on a hand drill. That's all you need that's to make a custom car. Hacks <laughs> on a hand and, and a positive mindset. Yeah. Yes. I, I think that's, that's like the biggest thing, man. Vision, mindset, yeah. and nothing will stop you, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. for real. Yeah. And check out his channel again for a lot of tips and tricks on how to do all of this stuff because <laughs> it's pretty amazing the amount of stuff that you've accomplished and it blows my mind. You've made your own power hammer like that. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Loose, so, loose. Yeah. So if you liked this video slash podcast, leave a thumbs up, subscribe to our YouTube channel, check out uh, Carl Japan's customs, make it custom. There's like the names are so many yeah. because initially I was like, what, what's the difference between Japan's customs and make it custom? Yeah. I'm like you, you, I thought your channel was called Japan's customs, but it's called make it custom. Yeah. I just want to share Sometimes I go to Lordco and they're like, is that racist? And I'm like, I'm, I'm half Japanese. <laughs> oh, you are? Yeah. No way. That, uh, what? Uh, I did not oh, know. Oh, you didn't know that? No. no I, don't, I don't mess with Japanese cars, guys. Like, <laughs> my mom was born in Tokyo. Yo. That's why Yo. I called it. That's why I called it "Make It Custom." It's because like I didn't want people to be like, "Oh, I don't understand that name." Oh, I, I'm not gonna like and subscribe that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have never. I did never knew you were half Japanese. Dude, man, our shop is like the United Nations. You can sit in on some of our lunchtime conversations. Yeah. Immediately cancelled. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, it's not safe for this podcast. So. Oh, <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah, see you later. <laughs>